0: To find true change in your life, the only way you're going to find it is in the moment. Real true conscious change only happens in the moment. See in prison there's two modes. There's sleep mode and there's woke mode. That's it. There's no gray area in doing prison time. You're either awoke or you're a sleeper, right? So the sleepers are the inmates. And the woke people are the prisoners, right? But trust me, people do their time the way they feel or the way that they want to do it. But each person who goes into jail falls into one of those two categories. Sleepers are the guys or girls who roll in and know everybody in the place. They maybe exchange, you know, some bro hugs and some handshakes. And they settle into their bed and they get Fat and they start smoking more and they start doing more drugs than they ever did on the street. You know, they don't accept the fact that there's something wrong with them and they just do their time. And when it's over, you know, they just roll out the exact same way that they came in. Expected return is imminent. That's it. That's, that's how it is. The woke people, you know, they do their damnedest not to feel comfortable in their prison. You know, they keep to themselves they focus inward they get healthy you know they start looking for ways to you know prevent themselves from coming back again if they're fortunate enough to walk out those doors right both of these types are human qualities that we cannot judge or condemn because in essence we're all humans and we all just need to do what we need to do to survive and to be happy Neither of these personality traits is wrong if that's what you choose to do with your life inside of your prison. But you can't be both. It doesn't work in confined areas to be both of those sleepers and a woke person. You can't do it. In prison especially, you need to make a concrete decision about how you're going to live your life. It saves your sanity and it saves you turmoil in the long run. You know the best thing you can do for yourself is to get to know yourself and how do you do this well you push your limits you try hard shit you force change you change your entire belief system actually you know the way that you thought before going into your prison was wrong compulsive behavior grandiose thinking uh superficial superficial personalities uh spending ego money you know loveless relationships all that stuff is what led you to your prison now when i say your prison i am speaking metaphorically of course because it could either be a prison or it could be this prison that you've locked yourself into inside of your head whatever the prison is it's all the same Right? The only way out is to escape or like in a real prison, you work through what it is that brought you there and you try to get out with a fresh outlook and a second chance at a new life. You know, when you're in jail, you do programs and you better yourself somehow, you know, like I said, programs and therapy and, you know, a lot of the times you just learn to tell the truth. You know, to get out of prison, whether it's physical or mental, you have to open your mind to suggestion and change. You can't be tied to your way of thinking. You must be solid in what you think, but you must be open to think differently, if that makes any sense. In prison, there's so many ancient ways of thinking. There's the us versus them. You know, there's ranking systems and pecking orders that people die over. Right? They use numbers instead of prison and set in, in prison instead of names. You know? What someone deals with in their prison journey is the exact same thing a housewife is going through, you know, uh dealing with a husband that doesn't love her or, or a retired athlete after, you know. The sports is over or a young adult in a dead-end job. It's all the same scenario and it has the same solution. The solution is easy. You must evolve. And I say this all the time. You know, I use the word evolve because the world is changing at such a rapid pace that we need to evolve. Verb tense. Okay? You know, you gradually have to change your opinion or belief of something. You know, you develop... Uh, uh, by a process of evolution to be to become somebody who can adapt to a different state or condition that's evolution and that last one is most important to consider like evolving to an adaptive state or condition this is the advice i would give to anybody going into prison or even you know becoming single after a divorce you need to evolve It doesn't matter where you are you have the ability to grow anywhere anywhere all it requires is two things you you do these two things and everything will work out for you one you have to live in silence as much as you possibly can and number two you have to live in the moment as much as you possibly can both of those things are the most important when it comes to change you need to be in the moment for change to happen be in the moment inside of your prison, wherever your prison is. Find that time to just stop and be in the moment and you will never feel lonely, you'll never feel alone, and you'll never feel lost, right? You'll be strong and you'll overcome personal issues. You know, the problem with being a human being and being in prison, let's say, or, or a prison, you're in your own head, is that as humans we're cursed with a memory of our past life and we're also cursed with the uncertainty of a future we don't know right we project a lot of the times what we have experienced in life so we take our experience and the bad memories and we cr- do something to them and we make them our future that's what it is to be human that's what our brain does and it's your job to outthink your brain we are our brains are basically programmed to construct a negative way of thinking because we focus so much on our past you know when you believe that you're going to end up the same as your past or you know you're going to keep experiencing your trauma then of course you're going to go nowhere in life if you think your future is your past then you're going to be stuck in this never-ending negative cycle and when you're in a prison in your head that's not even going in your head when you're in a prison whatever it is you only live in the thoughts of how you used to be especially in a prison guys always talk about how they used to have things how they used to be or how they're gonna be when they get out right and that's how people do when it when it when they're in their head in a prison they think about how their life used to be so great and when they get out of this depression that they're in they're going to be this way and it's never that way it never is because you don't take the moment to come up with the plan to make those change most criminals believe it or not think that they're going to be criminals for the rest of their lives they've been labeled this since birth most people who offend and go to jail have been told they're going to be losers when they were children and they've heard it so many times and they've messed up and being called a failure and being called all these bad names that they believe it it becomes a belief remember statements plus consistency of the hearing those statements equal a belief right if you say something long enough to someone or if you say something long enough and put it out there to people you're going to gain followers That's the power of religion that's the power of social media that's the power of fucking songs on the radio if you hear a song long enough you end up singing and liking it that's our human psychology and you know what our parents or people in charge of us when we were children didn't realize is all those negative comments turn to a belief system and that's what crafts a kid at such a young age but when you're in a prison you only believe what you've believed up to that point in your life. So anything that you've been told throughout your life as a prisoner and when you go and sit in a cell, you believe that and you believe that to be your life. What you forget or actually sometimes don't know is that, you know, we are actually more powerful beings when we're alone or in a cell than anywhere else in the world. Think about that. We are more powerful in a cell than we are in our jobs as a manager of a store or, you know, as a politician. You are more powerful in a prison cell than anywhere in the world. It's true. When you're in a cell, okay, this is for anyone who's never been to prison, maybe you have. When you're in a cell, you have the profound opportunity to explore one of the most undiscovered regions in the world. You. Think about it. You take your favorite uh, celebrity or you take your favorite sports star, musician, you know, anything. And you probably know more about them than you do of yourself. That's what religion counts on. You know, you read that long ass Bible enough times, you start to know more about God than you do yourself. Of God, a person that doesn't physically exist or there's proof of you know more about them and their intentions than you do your own but when you're in a cell you have the ability to do things that you just can't do on a street you know you ignore technology and embrace culture is number one you you can when you're in a cell alone you can manifest being somewhere else When you're on the street you have no choice if you manifest something it's manifesting what you got to do the next day manifesting work you know family obligations marriage crap right in jail you can imagine you're somewhere else you can fantasize use that imagination you know in jail and in a prison cell you can focus on being present you know what happens when you go to the seg unit seg unit is when you uh you get in trouble and you you go to the hole so, all right, so if you're bad in prison, you go to the hole, and the and the hole is a mentally um, de-escalation project, the mental de-escalation process that guys don't know that they're in. All right. So what happens is usually if you get taken down the hole, you go in angry, right? Guys get locked in their hole cell. Maybe they'll start booting at the door, yelling, throwing stuff, food at the guards. You know, they generally, you know, express themselves in a very angry way. But with every day that passes, they get more and more calm until they become a sleeping machine. I mean, you enter the solitary Uh, Confinement thinking about your future, you know, your punishment, your cell in the prison, and what's going to happen with all your stuff. You start thinking, is this affecting my release date? Right. And then a few days in, you become more reflective of um, what you did to get thrown into the hole. You start really thinking about things you start thinking about you know why I got into the hole why I went to jail in the first place you know why I was ignoring my family all those years on the street why all this childhood drama you know this drug abuse you know because of solitude you know you get you have this enhanced ability to relive your past and you have this ability to project thoughts that don't exist this is everything that happens and then and in that second phase and then in a few days later you know you will hit a moment where the change will potentially happen and this is the moment that guys don't pay attention to right it's when you hit that realization stage of where you are who you are and truly the big question is do you even give a shit about yourself you know you hit that spot in the that week or you know third stage of being in the hole when you hit that spot that's the spot that you have to be at to make change happen whether you're in segregation or you're in your home office right you have to find that spot on a daily basis that reflective spot right that's called the present moment like the hole in jail wait we all kind of need to hit a hole in our life for change to happen now you don't have to be bad or do something crazy to go and hit that hole but you need to take yourself there and you need to force yourself to crawl out of it and the way you do that is by doing hard shit and by doing the things you don't want to do right if you're in a prison in your life whether it's relationship job marriage Then you need to listen to this okay I'm talking to you as a prisoner not as an inmate okay I'm talking to you as somebody that wants to change and doesn't want to just feel comfortable inside of their prison if you want to have change you need to take yourself out of your environment as much as you can right if you struggle with the past it's important to find a way to be in the present moment as much as possible Right? believe in only what you can touch in all aspects of life okay you can't touch the past it doesn't exist you can't hold it in your hand and touch it There are scars that remind you but there's nothing to tangibly touch right it's just a stupid thought you can't touch the future either you can't hold the future in your hand so it doesn't fucking exist okay it's another stupid thought what exists is this computer is this pen is this paper it's this paintbrush over here it's this computer software for design it's this birdhouse over here that you're making that's what exists only believe in what you can control physically not mentally right if you try to control everything mentally you're going to lose right you try to control your thoughts of the past you're gonna lose if I tell you now don't think of the past and don't think of your biggest trauma you're gonna sit there and think of your trauma that's what your brain does it wants to keep you down your brain is way too smart you lose every time to it. you're not smart in your brain to try and outthink it you and people try they try to put medication on their thoughts they try to pay large amounts of money for you know for therapy doesn't work you got to take yourself out of your prison that you created and then only then you'll find true happiness in life you know, you got to go and search out culture and consciousness, not ignorance and compulsive lifestyles, right? Your prison, whatever prison you're in, is a compulsive and subconscious lifestyle. Everything that you're doing right now in your depression and your sadness and everything, it's because you're living a very compulsive lifestyle. You're doing the same thing daily and expecting your life to change. What is affecting you is your mental routine. Of staying and thinking and regurgitating the past. And to get out of that, we gotta embrace culture. My first guest uh, this week on season two of Prison Rules is uh, Quentin Dillard. He's a prisoner at the Lebanon Correctional Facility in Ohio. Uh, he wrote a book about prison relationships that helped take him into a conscious thinking lifestyle. In a place that thrives and survives on the compulsivity of men.
1: You know, a lot of people say they want to write a book, but they don't understand what it takes to write a book. And you know, when I saw your story there, I was like, dude, this is a guy who has undertaken one of the hardest things in the world to do is write a book. And I wanted to hear from you, like, what was your writing process through all this? You know, that was my first big question I wanted to ask you.
2: Well, you know, I I went through a lot of, um, see, I struggled. I struggled um, in school. I struggled school with no employees in my household. You know, I left old uh, at a young age, so it only went to ninth grade one day. So, but, and I graduated late. I was 16 when I graduated from eighth grade. But school wasn't a, wasn't the a problem. The problem, the problem with me was that I never had a, the opportunity. I never put myself in the opportunity to learn. And when I came to prison, in and out of prison, once I finally got, once the Lord set me down, it brought me to a certain point in my life where I just wanted to learn. And as I, you know, I was trying to um, maintain the relationships that I had. Of uh, uh, relationships with, you know, my kids, mothers, my kids, and, you know, I, it just, I, I, I knew the way that I conducted and carried an act, I had to change, so as I started writing and writing and learn, as the years got, as the years turned and turned, you know, you, you start getting creative to try to, uh, capture a person's attention mm. try to you know put the writer there right there with you when you're not getting business uh you're not able to talk on the phone so you have to you have to come be so creative to where as though they can feel your presence right there as, as just by reading your uh by reading your words, and as I read books when I was in, like, confinement, you know, uh, segregation, things of that nature, books did that to me, so I just wanted to mimic that writing, and um, and that's how I started learning how to write.
1: Wow. So write me, walk me through one day in there for you as a writer, like, so would you get up and you'd start writing in the morning, or would you have to wait till a certain time, or, like, what was your schedule like on a regular day?
2: Like it, well, depending like on uh, what type of environment. Sometimes you you be in a environment where you in dorms where you right next to somebody. You know you might have a row of beds with bump beds, and you mm-hmm. might within that row or that section it might be 150 people. So everybody running in and out. You know it's really hard to try to write in that type of environment. You know you got things that fights goes on, yeah. arguments, <laughs> gambling, drinking. Yeah, yeah. You have all these different natures to, uh, of events going on and happening around you. You know, it's it's kind of difficult, but once you get established to the point where you can tune things out, whether you got earbuds in your ears or some people write with music, listening to music, I don't know how, but
1: no. they use <laughs> that
2: to block that that blocks things out. So you know, if you can if you can visualize that and block those things out, you can continue to write. Now uh, you also have settings where you instead sales, you might have a celly, and you know sometimes that can be a problem, too, when it's just shared service because you might be in the zone and you might be writing and he's not on the door like, "Dad, man, let me, get, let me get a little sale time. Like, so they force you out there into those environments where you got to sit around people and, and and this might be more frustrating because now you ain't got so little space. You're at a table with eight, nine, ten people slamming cars and slamming dominoes now. Yeah. So that can be difficult. So it's just about, it's basically like balance the balance Finding the right uh uh, uh selling if you want to sell because you, you might not work the light on all night. Yeah. So it's it's just it's, it can be frustrating at times. It can it, it definitely can be frustrating at times. Yeah. What well, what I do what 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 write, what I do is that I like I write from I write like self help books. So so I've studied my environment. You know, I took what I experienced and what you I've been in life and I applied it.
3: This call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and
2: monitored. I was able to monitor other people's behavior. Maybe it was that, that street, that, that, that street waving at me where I was always suspicious, always lurking, always looking out and seeing what's going on. You know, I, I took those those instincts that I de- developed from the streets and I applied it to people. So I'm very reserved and I'm very uh, particular of who, uh, who doing what and what's going on. So... I see somebody that has the characteristics of me that's quiet, that's like being in the scale. Like quiet is like to write or like to read. And then I just choose to book with that type of individual so I can accomplish what I was trying to accomplish.
1: So, Mae, how long did it take you uh, to write uh, straight like that?
2: Well, straight like that. It took me, like, man, you couldn't believe it. It It took me, well, to develop the knowledge. It took me month 23 years to, yeah. to uh, uh, develop the knowledge of that but writing it was like three months because it's, a, it's so much of a repeated cycle mm-hmm. you know it's just like I don't I don't understand how does it don't change like at what point do this type of uh, group that's within the, the prison system don't change I understand the flip over generous I say prison flips over uh, 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 every five years by generations of of, of inmates, it it's like the 18, 20, 23, 23, 20, 28, and so forth, so it it flips over like that, so it, it's like they come in and they develop the same pattern of those who was before them, and it just don't, it's like there's nobody, uh, no other I mean, incarcerated strong man that's really reaching back to the youth and saying, hey man, you got a good family. Um, you should pay more attention to this. You should pay more. Attention. So, me watching this process over and over, I just, I just say, you know, you know, the spirit, the spirit came up and said enough, enough, and I just wrote about it. and then it just only took me like three months to write it.
1: Wow. So you have seen a lot while you were in there. What's the number one thing that you noticed that was everybody was falling victim to? Like, you know. What was the number one problem that you saw in relationships in jail?
2: I, I think the number one problem in relationships with jails is just people that who are reaching out to these individuals that started for some, uh, some mental intention. Like, I really see like that in, in, by the ratio of men and women, is so far off that the men that's, that's out there it's not catering to them on a mental level, you know. It's just well, bam, thank you, ma'am. Flowers, good gifts, but it's not no in- intellectual conversations we can have. It's nothing to. to, to it's nothing to, to fulfill they, they mental, and and, I, and and because it's like it's like either men don't desire to do that, or don't feel as though they need to do that because they have so many options. So, and I believe that women. Guys, that can have a conversation with them, other than about a basketball game, other than about um, um, his favorite clone or whatever
3: may, whatever. This call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored. Sometimes a woman want to have
2: a a a, a, a conversation about a her garden,
1: yeah. a garden, a
2: uh, 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 how 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 she feel about life, or they want us uh, some type of uh, a connection with a man other than just in a uh, sexual manner, and I think that's the major problem that goes on in prison. Me and know that. Mm.
1: Yeah, because you look online, you can see a lot of these dating sites for uh, to meet. You know, there's meet an inmate, and there's a love prisoner or something, and inmate mingle i think there was one that was called and you know you see these and they're charging outstanding rates like the rates that they charge for people to sign up there to pen power to meet uh other convicts all across the country is phenomenal and they and they have you know hundreds of thousands of people on these sites and it seems like when they're peddling it on there they're actually trying to more push an intellectual relationship other than you know how this guy looks and how it's sexual a sexual relationship right so it seems like they're actually creating, right. uh, they're they're trying to push better ideals for relationships and better you know situations for them, and trying to set these guys up on you know actually conversational and friendships instead of just you know conjugal visits, right?
2: Right. Of course.
1: You know. And yeah, it, that's no
2: conjugal visit.
1: Uh, go ahead, though.
2: Yeah, there's there's no there's other than a other than the fact of a hug and a kiss. That's the most like physical touch, like basically that you want to that you want to engage in. And it just and it just it is it is sad, but it's true that they know they know. It's like they teach like they teach guys how to uh, 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 build that relationship with a woman in a friendly manner because they know that. Where, where they started starving at. They know it's not about the physical. They know it's a it's a, it's a mental thing. So if you can sell yourself and it's not to this person, you will stand a better chance of getting where you want to get in a relationship. And that's how they tell it off to them. Hmm. This call is originating from an Ohio
3: correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored.
1: Interesting. When, have you ever thought, have you ever taught this there? Like, have you ever had classes there or ever uh, even thought of Pitching this to guys because this is valuable information. Like, you know, having this kind of knowledge is something that is not taught to us as kids because our parents just weren't able to teach us. They weren't educated that way, right? Right.
2: That's yeah, you. 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 Exactly right. You. You exactly right. And I'm working on a book about that right now. But yes, I. You know, I. Um. I. 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 I, I it's like I said. I'm a, I'm a people-watching person. And I and I watch their characters, and I and I and I see some guys be falling straight and being and, and become they become revictimized. I this victimized somebody; they become re-victimized because they keep being taught the same things. And when I see those type of people that that that's that's that's, that's lost, but losing that way, you know, I sit down with them, I have conversations with them. I try to build them up. I try to, you know, lead them through a, a life of, uh, uh, where they can get some spiritual growth. You know, I'm always talking to guys. Anybody that's willing to listen. You know, I, I learned years ago that I can see an uh, individual that's struggling, and and I can try to motivate them by my actions, but they just it just don't work, and it, it become frustrating. And then next thing you know, you ain't you, you let the next person walk past because you're like I'm tired of it. But you know, I try to do as, uh, as, as much motivation
1: speaking as I can. That's good, right? Because you got that, you know what I mean. And and you know, I'm I, it, this is something that I think anybody in prison, in your environment to start with, would benefit from big time. Because as men, we never stop looking for love. You know, as human beings, we never stop looking for love. You know, and you know, half of our life, most of us. We weren't experienced with love because we didn't get a lot of it at a young age. So. You have one
3: minute remaining.
1: So you don't really know until someone tells you, you know? And that would be awesome for you to do. Oh yeah.
2: That'd yeah, be good. Yeah, i do I do what I, yeah, I do what I can.
1: Okay, so you okay, so you got a great lady here and she has uh she is really Uh, Representing you To the fullest With this book And just with you Like she really digs you man You know How did you Get to have such a great relationship With her And you're the professional here So I know you're going to have Some great answers Being the professional romance Romance doctor Well you
2: know You know With every relationship You got your trials and Mm tribulations When I met my wife you know, we came into the relationship with our own set of issues. Mm -hmm. Me knowing that I have issues and me learning about her issues Mm -hmm. and her trying to figure out my issues. And as we went through the process, you know, you got to have, you got to form some type of bond. It got to be some type of bond. You know, because people normally bond by being sexual active. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you build some type of bond, you know, my, my bond with her might be different from my born with hers, and her bond with me was spiritual. Yeah. I always been a, 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 a person. Her, she built a spiritual bond with me because I'm a spiritual person. So we talk a lot about God and building a relationship with God and what God means to us. And you know, as we went through those process, I learned about her past. She learned about my past. Now, how she interpreted my past, I don't know. That's for her to say. Well, how I trust spent, I see that. Where, how can I be a better person for her? Because I want this one. And while, how we went through those processes is... We started we, we came in trusting each other. But as the relationship builds and builds in the distance feel greater and greater, you know, the trust issues come trust issues come back in. Not for infidelity, not from this man saying this. It has nothing to do with that, it just has a a, a lot to do with times and situations. And if you were a man that truly desires to be with a woman and really want to be with a woman, If his job and his duty to put those trust issues to bed.
0: And it's hard
2: yeah. because they still left with a with the thought of, I don't know what you really gonna do once you come home from prison. Oh, I don't know what you who you were before you go there. So as you go along with that, you gotta find other areas to debunk what the typical thing with um uh, women think of men. They think a lot of women think we are users. Yeah. So, me in the situation that I was in, I was always financially stable. You know, I always had a way to make some money. And my way of making money...
3: This call is originating from an Ohio Correctional Facility and may be recorded and monitored.
2: My way was running a store. What that is, is an uh, inmate who buys food from a commissary wait till guys run out for the payphone commentary restrictions for their behavior and can't go about food, they come to my store. Mm-hmm. I'm the store man, like a like a candy store, yeah, basically. Sure, man. Okay.
1: And when they
2: come in, and when they come over, um, they like, Hey man, I got twenty five dollars cash out, man, what's you gonna keep me from there? And we just work deals and what I did I used what I did, I start taking that money and building up and focusing you know, on my relationship, taking a lot of burden off her, making sure that she not um, looking at me like I'm a user, like I'm taking advantage of, you know, so when you start formulating things that what the typical person thinks of guys in prison do, you start removing that and start opening up barriers for a person to safe for health. Yeah. I know he's not that type of person. I know he's not a you kind of be trying to use me. So when you can start getting back to the relationship and start focusing more on the relationship. But if you don't have nothing to debunk a a a a a thought that's dealing with a person that has that right to deal with it based on your circumstances, the relationship is gonna be harder.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it does. Man. And I think a lot of that comes also from a lot of self awareness too. Like, you know, Knowing who you are makes you better at a relationship. Then, you know, if you're lying to yourself about who you are, you can't be as good in a relationship. I mean, you have to give exactly, be exactly authentic, or it'll just never work. And it must be even more so of that when you're in prison, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you, but, but, but the good thing about that is that you can talk. Yeah. You can you can build mentally, you can build spiritually. And you and, and it's like people's if if you're not serving a a a a purpose throughout the throughout your stay in prison as far as with the relationship of what you can focus on, then all that other stuff gonna come into factors. Mm-hmm. Because even on even means of society, and relationship with societies a man can go to work, a woman to go to work, y'all can do all that, but what y'all y'all doing it at night? Mm. You know, families are not even eating together no more. Everybody's on their phone off of somebody else's relationship or off of somebody else's business. They're not they're not even having they're not even recognizing that they're not building, they're not conversating, they're not having the thing. So that's part of the relationship is starving. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that if, with that, that can damage a relationship you could be present you could be physically there but 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 physically you're not there yeah. on a, on, a, on a mental level so yeah. so it, 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 it's, it's things you got to in the core of everything in relationship you got to be able to sit there this
3: call is originating from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and
2: monitored you got to be present to have a conversation you got to come, and say you got to talk you got to work out your problems through conversations and once you start working them out, then it, it, it falls into a category of uh, why this person the way he is, what have he experienced in his life, why, is I'm interpreting this wrong, why, is I'm making myself feel as though that he's telling me this, what I him saying that, but my feelings saying this, so let me look at me, what happened in my past and, and, and what happened in what, where did I develop my core beliefs at, so it's a lot of talking, and if you can't, if you can't, if you're in a relationship with somebody who can't communicate, who can't process what they're feeling and why they're feeling it, the relationship is, 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 is like walking dead. Yeah. And that's one good thing about prisoners, because at some point, you know, as time goes on, you start to elevate on a, on a, on a, on a, on a mental level where it's no, like, man, why I keep going to hole? Why I keep coming back to prison? I need to make some type of change in my life, and they go through that process over and over until they realize, you know what? Well, I keep going back to two years ago, three years ago. I need to go back when I was developing this 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 these concept of, uh for, for let's say for instance, somebody calling me out of my name. Yes. Who taught me to react that way? And why? And who was this person to me that made me act that way? Whether his behavior is causing to leave him. And, you know, when you start revisiting those things, you start seeing, you, you really start to understand yourself. You really understand your behavior and why you do the things that you do. And once you start doing that, then if you're in a relationship, you can re- relate these conversations to her and have with her. And she gets to telling you about her. And then you can start understanding your woman or your man or however the situation may be with that situation. That's
1: how you get the start. on Yeah. And you know, that's good for anybody inside and out. It seems like guys on the inside. And from my experience, guys on the inside were able to have better relationships because of the communication was number one was number one. And it seemed like they had dysfunctional lives and relationships with people on the street. Cause obviously they were distracted or they were in a crime cycle or drug cycle or whatever. So it was like different. So it's, it's almost like guys in jail we're almost more attentive because we understand that's the glue that holds it together. And you, usually when guys get out the relationship become better because you've had that experience inside, right?
2: Oh, it most definitely I believe that, you know, because it's it's you, you develop you develop a real a real connection of, of of care. You become loyal to that person because when you're going through the process, everybody that you encounter with on a on on the basis, all the time you bear been with, they're not going to be there. So it it it's like it's like it's you 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 losing all these other connections and all these connections is is embedded into this one person. Like it's like they become everything that you thought you had in others. That it becomes that person. And so so you you develop this loyalty with this person that it becomes unbreakable.
1: Yeah. If
2: and only if if your intentions was 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 pure from the start.
1: Yeah. Because
2: if you if you enter in a relationship and you and it's some it's it's it's, it's some, uh, uh you're not being authentic from the beginning, you know, you can't mix positive you can't mix positive and negative together and get a and get a great result. Yeah. <laughs> unless you unless you're a motor, unless you're a, a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just not
2: going to work. Uh, you see, so if you, you know, it just ain't going to mix. So if you if you truly care and you truly came into this, 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 getting to know this person with the information you obtained and learned through, about yourself, then you're going it, to, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great possibility you're going go go to go home and go home
1: him. That's it's great.
2: great. It's just a fear.
1: That's great. You, these guys- it, it's,
2: it's more, it's more.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to say that oh, yeah. these, these guys here are lucky. I hope they know what they have in you, because even though people may look at it and go, no, mo- and most guys are like, nah, man, I'm good, you know, or no, nah, man, you know, I'm straight. I know what I know what's going on, this and that. They got their own game plan, but they don't realize how it's affecting the rest of their lives and relationships that will come in the rest of their lives, you know, especially these younger guys.
3: This call is originating you know? from an Ohio correctional facility and may be recorded and monitored.
1: No, it's it's great. It's great, Trent. So tell me what's next after this book, all right? I just ordered it on Amazon. I'm going to send it in to Melissa that hopefully uh, she can get it autographed for me from you. But uh, tell me what's next. What's next on the list?
2: Well, you know, I already got this book. It's developed with a uh It's what it's, uh, it's, it's, it's it's called Changing Lanes. But I, you know, I wanted I, that was supposed to be my first book, but God took me in a different direction and made me like straight like this. And um, I'm like three chapters out of this this book that I'm. I think it's gonna be my sophomore book. and It's called Ghost. It's called Ghost by Emmy. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And what it is is about. What it's about is eight is eight different it's eight different scenarios of things that reason why there's or your or people in your family or ghosts get ghost on you do your principal and that's what it's normally about it's, it's uh it's it's it's, hard. it's a really good book <laughs> I, I my, my, you know I don't, I don't tip myself brother it's a good book Oh that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm about to be finished with that
1: Oh that's dope man I'm so, glad. Um, yeah, no, that's what, what
2: I'm currently
1: got going on. Oh, that's good, bro. Never, ever stop, you know, like, keep writing. You know, I'm excited to read this book. You can order it on Amazon uh, in a paperback for 9.99 dollars or on Kindle. I think it's 5.99, dollars uh, for digital copy. And, uh, and, you know, let's hope that everybody gets this and, and has a chance to read this book. The best part is I know a lot of people up here you who have just... one minute
3: remaining.
1: Who, who love to study this stuff and, and love to study guys like us. So I'm going to pass this on to them and hopefully we can get some more recognition for your book, man. Thank you for doing this interview with me, Quentin. I really appreciate it. Oh, no
3: problem. Anytime, man. Let it be here.